You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a midweek edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's right, a Wednesday episode of your favorite daily University of Utah athletics podcast covering everything under the University of Utah universe. We're going to talk some baseball today as they hung it up on the Cougars. Yes, those Cougars from down south. And we'll also talk about an addition to the basketball team, but probably not one that most fans were keeping their fingers crossed and also look forward to a possible addition today of a recruit that Utah has been hard after. We'll also talk about the men's golf situation. Could it be that the Utah Social Open was a precursor for good things happening to the Utah men's golf team? We'll talk about it all here on the Locked on Utes podcast for Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. to the Locked On News Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My Utah friends and family, it is a great day to be a Ute. And while some days may be better than others, every day I get to be with you is great for me. Wanted to thank you for, as always, following the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you don't have one, may I recommend the Odyssey app? A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey app is a great place to go listen to all your favorite podcasts There's all sorts of great new content there, including Locked On Today, and also our show sponsor. We are brought to you today by Locked On Pac-12, the daily Pac-12 podcast. No better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by the legend Cindy Robinson. I will be on today. I was on on Monday. Cindy and I talked about track and field. I didn't know a whole lot about track and field, but she knows a ton. It is a really fun conversation to listen to her and and share her knowledge. And then we talked a little bit about things that I do know, which are conference commissioners. And yes, I'm still struggling to say the name George Klyavkov without some sort of weird Russian tinge to it. But the good news is that there's always plenty to talk about with the Pac-12. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Follow along on Odyssey if you so will choose. Uh, You can also follow us at LO. Pack 12 on Twitter. I believe it's LO underscore Pack 12. I should probably know the handle for that. Uh, technically, it's not really my podcast. I just like to hang out there with Cindy because she's really cool and we have a good time. But give it a listen. Give it a follow. Uh, I promise there will be plenty of good content as we move forward and grow the show. Today's show will also have plenty of good content. We're going to talk a lot about the baseball team as they clinched the series, the season series against BYU in what was an absolute drubbing, I think, is the only way to describe it. University of Utah beats the team down south 11-5 to on the backs of some serious offensive firepower. Uh, Randon Hoster gets the win, 3-0 and on the season. Cy Nielsen for the Cougars gets the loss, falls to 3-3 and on the year. I think probably the most 
crucial, well, let's not say crucial, but the, the real explosive moment of the entire game had to be the back-to-back home runs in, in uh, the fourth inning from Matt Richardson and Kai Roberts. And for anybody who's listened to this podcast and when we talk about baseball, Kai Roberts, the hey, I tell you what, Locked On Youth is a fan of Kai Roberts. And seeing he and Matt Richardson go back-to-back in the fourth inning to put Utah up 10 to nothing was just an absolute uh, joy. And, and while BYU did manage to post two runs in that fourth inning and rally a little bit with two more in the fifth and one in the seventh, the Utes just really blew the doors open right from the beginning. 12 hits total in the game, hitting three home runs. Chris Rowan hit a three-run homer in the first inning to really knock things over. The Utes posted five runs total in that one, and it was a fun game to follow. Chris Rowan Jr. has just been absolutely fantastic uh, in this later half of the season, and you're starting to see this team get rolling a little bit. The The offense has always been there. It's been the pitching that's really started to develop and emerge. And one thing that I think is really fascinating to point out is when you watch this Utah baseball team against non-conference opponents, they're just absolutely outstanding. This, this game against BYU, I think it was... I don't know that BYU was necessarily overmatched as much as it was just Utah coming out and, and just exploding right from the get-go and then hanging on as, as they continue to hang up runs. You know, by the time it was 10 to nothing in the fourth inning, I think Utah kind of knew that they had it wrapped up and they just sort of uh, managed to hang in there long enough to get the game over. And, and I say hang in there like it was a negative, but really by that point in time, the fourth when they were up 10 to nothing, I, I, the game was basically over. BYU tried to rally. Kudos to them for giving it their best. Uh, But this is a team that's starting to play with a lot more momentum, play with a lot more intensity. I think the schedule that they've played in in the last few weeks has really helped them to catch some momentum. Had some real positive moments at number 10 Arizona back on the 1st of May. Got a big win on the road versus Arizona State. A tough place to play. Uh, Looking back, I think that 14-1 win over Utah Valley on April 20th was a really good and necessary win to show that they really do have the power offensively to get the job done when the pitching shows up. Obviously, the sweep of Northern Colorado and and then the win over Utah Valley midweek. That all led to a tough weekend against number 9 Oregon, but realistically, they hung in there as best they could against Oregon, got the big win on Tuesday at BYU. Took the season series, so that's another feather in the cap. I have to believe that the Deseret Dual Trophy is coming back uh, back to the hill. And boy, aren't we all just absolutely thrilled and excited about that. I know I am. Up next for the baseball team is going to be a road trip to Washington. They'll be playing at Husky Ballpark in Seattle Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday affair, first pitch, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Saturday, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. And Sunday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. All those games will be televised on the Pac-12 Network. Utes really not in the running for anything at this point in the season other than pride and to play the spoiler. But they do have two series remaining on the road at Washington at home against USC. They'll be playing that one up at Lindquist Field. So if you're up north, if you're in that direction, make sure you get out to watch them Thursday, Friday, and Saturday against the Trojans. But in what's really been... 
Oh, I, I would say a learning experience of a season. We're starting to see some things emerge. I think Chris Rowan has been a, a huge bright spot and a big spark for this team throughout the season. Obviously, we're big fans of Kai Roberts here, but you've really started to see them play with some attitude, and and the offense has is, is been carrying them for the most part through the season. Jalen McLaughlin, you know, a, a bright spot all along uh, for this season. It was good to see Randon Hostert get his uh, – Hostert or Hostert? I, I apologize for not getting that one right. That's a uh, locked-on Pac-12 joke that we can't ever get name pronunciations correct. Renan Hoster getting his win. Uh, the 6-6 redshirt freshman, the righty, is really starting to cement himself as a go-to starter for this team. Um, and as they're starting to fill things out and, and build the bullpen a little bit, it'll be fascinating to see what they do going into next season. It's going to be a very, very difficult task for Utah baseball to really build a program because of a lot of reasons. I think the stadium issue is one that we see come up constantly. And it really, this season more than any really demonstrates why it's important for them to get their own place because they're having to go up to Ogden to play at Lindquist field. So you're probably not going to get the best home crowd, or at least not the home crowd that you would expect. And, you know, playing at Smith's ballpark is nice, but it's such a cavernous stadium for a program that doesn't draw Ten or fifteen thousand fans, so it's it's a tricky situation. I know that there are plans on on the docket to build them a stadium, the neighborhood there in Sunnyside Park where they had plans to build it, objected pretty mightily, and and that's been a battle back and forth. In the meantime, they've been looking for a new site to put the baseball stadium either on or near campus, and it's just hard to find property up there right now. The, the tailgate lot is going the way of the Buffalo, the tailgate lot as we now know it, as they're starting to build a new facility, uh, facilities and operations, I believe, building up there. Uh, the golf facility has taken up a small portion, not of the actual parking lot, but the new, I believe it's facilities and operations building, it's something along those lines. When that actually is finished, that will take up a good chunk of the tailgate lot, and so it'll be... I think a tricky proposition to see where they try to go with that stadium and what they try to do with it. Uh, there may be an option of, of negotiating with the cemetery to try and get lease some of that land uh, near the football facility. I'm not sure, but it doesn't look like anytime soon that that issue is going to be re- resolved. So the program kind of stays in limbo a little bit as, as long as that's the case. I'm sure that they're looking into options all the time, but it does need the assistance of both fans and, and finances to really get going. And hopefully that'll be the case is it was really fun to see them win a Pac-12 championship a few years ago. It's fun to see CJ Crone really take off in the majors. He's He's been doing some good things for the Colorado Rockies. And I do think that baseball has a place here in the state, and especially at the University of Utah, where it could be a program that people could really enjoy. I think baseball and lacrosse are spring sports that can fill that void where football just isn't existing like it used to. And and I don't know that we're ever going to go back to being able to have the access that we used to for spring football. So 
There are opportunities for Utah fans to get involved in other sports, really fun sports, sports that I enjoy watching. And here's to hoping that the baseball program continues this as they have six games to close out the season. We'll continue to keep you updated on all the movement with stadiums and everything like that here on the Locked on Utes podcast, as we always do. Like, I'm also going to keep you updated on the fact that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I don't know how many times I can say that it's just, it's my favorite. It's, it's, I try to try to keep it to one a day. Um, some days I do better than others. Uh, but what it really helps me with is, is curbing those sweet cravings. But also, I don't know about you, but a lot of those protein bars out there are grainy. They're kind of that gross, chewy, where it's like somebody took a, a piece of fruit leather and stamped it on top of one another 60 different times and you have to like pull it and chomp on it for forever the the consistency of a built bar is much like it's very nougaty which i think is very very rare for a protein bar and the fact that it has whey protein in it is another huge selling point for me whey protein is basically what builds all the cool stuff inside of your body bones muscles all that cool stuff so go ahead and head to BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your purchase with the promo code LOCKED15. There are nine delicious flavors that you can choose from, plus they have all sorts of limited flavors coming all the time. I think the last one was with birthday cake. Uh, I'm holding out for a special Puffs edition that I really, really hope they drop. It, it has something to do with a monkey's favorite food or a brown bear's favorite kind of pie i'll leave it at that but you can go to builtbar.com right now get 15 percent off your order at builtbar.com using the promo code lock 15 and help yourself to some built bars so that you and i can both get built Jumping back into things here on the Locked On Utes podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, the University of Utah basketball program announced the hiring of Director of Player Personnel, Trammell Barnes. Trammell Barnes, or Trammell Barnes, uh, was announced on Tuesday. The release from Coach Smith said this, Trammell has been part of winning everywhere he's been, and that's not an accident, said Craig Smith. He's relationship-driven, and leaves a positive impression on everyone he comes in contact with. He has a wealth of experience from both the administrative and basketball aspect. We couldn't be more thrilled and excited to have him join our running youth basketball family. This is an important hire, I think, for the University of Utah, as filling out these roles on the staff really does matter. The previous player director of player personnel was uh, pretty good. I, that's me being a little shady. It was Donnie Daniels, who's an absolute legend. He's, he's a Hall of Fame level coach, in my opinion. Uh, came back to help the University of Utah for a couple of years in that role as, as part of Larry Kruskoviak's staff. And so in that regard, Tramiel Barnes is going to have a big set of shoes to fill, both physically and metaphorically. But I think, uh, you know, this is a role that really becomes critical in terms of helping to unify the players in terms of being the go-between between players and the staff. Uh, it also adds a lot in terms of how the visits are organized, where the, the recruits are, are brought around campus, how they're introduced to the campus, everything like that. Uh, player personnel has a lot to do with that kind of thing. It's also very heavy 
in getting to the right people when you're doing recruiting. And, and I say that because I think basketball especially is so much more about handlers. And I don't mean uh, necessarily like street agents or, or things of that nature, but the business is such that you have to have strong relationships with coaches. You have to be able to build the relationships with coaches. And those relationships have to lead you to getting inside the player's inner circle. And some of that is just the byproduct of all the nastiness and the cheating and the lying and just the general kind of ugliness of college basketball that's been allowed to exist. Uh, I remember hearing someone say that Larry Kriskoviak was the last honest basketball coach in college basketball. And to be honest with you all, that was part of why Larry had a hard time in recruiting is he was upfront and honest with the kids. He was upfront and honest with the parents. And that led to a lot of, uh, tough situations where maybe Utah wasn't willing to do the things that other programs were willing to do in order to get recruits. And uh, so that's an important aspect of college basketball nowadays is having those relationships. And, and I think for uh, Coach Craig Smith, it, it's essential that they get those relationships developed quickly. As we've seen, the only real players that they've been able to pull through the transfer portal – are players that they already had a relationship with. And as they're putting their focus and effort onto the 2022 recruiting class, trying to bring players into the program from uh, the high school ranks, they're also going to need to develop relationships quickly in that direction as well. But getting back to the matter at hand, which is Tramel Barnes, he comes to the University of Utah after being an assistant coach at South Dakota State, where he spent the past two years. Previous to that, he spent one season in Logan, he was there as Coach Smith's uh, Director of Basketball Operations and Player Development in twenty for the 2018-2019 season. Uh, in his two seasons in South Dakota, Barnes helped guide the Jackrabbits to back-to-back Summit League regular season titles with a combined record of 38-17 and overall and 21-6 and in league action. He coached a pair of players in Baylor, Shireman, and Douglas Wilson to all-league honors, with Shireman garnering first-team honors and Wilson second-team honors. In addition, Shireman earned NABC all-district second-team accolades after averaging 15 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists on roughly 50% shooting. Uh, as Director of Operations and Player Development in Coach Smith's first season, in Utah, at Utah State, Barnes helped the Aggies capture the Mountain West regular season and tournament titles to earn an NCAA tournament berth. So he has a good relationship with Coach Smith. He has some experience as an assistant. He's had some uh, experience working with players one-on-one. Uh, Barnes spent six seasons at Southwest Minnesota State, gradually moving up the ladder before joining Coach Smith at Utah State. Um he was a uh, player at SMSU, Southwest Minnesota State, uh, after playing his first two seasons at Northern State University. So he has a lot of experience in that area, playing at smaller schools. To me, that's usually a good thing when you're pulling assistance and, and whatnot from smaller schools because, in my humble opinion, the better coaches are the guys who have actually had to go through growth as a player or had to find ways to either motivate themselves or motivate others around them or develop their game to the point to where maybe the athleticism wasn't the God-given 
gift to being success that it is for some players. They understand what it takes to develop. They understand the tools, the mindset, the interactions that work a little bit better. So some reason for optimism. I think the biggest thing here with Barnes is that he knows Coach Smith. And this is another step forward in terms of their plan to have people on board that they trust, that they know, and that they are able to keep their expectations squarely on top of. In the meantime, today is a big day because Tajon Lucas will be announcing where he plans to attend. Uh, That is a big deal because I think the University of Utah really does need some help at the point guard position. Uh, He is a transfer from Milwaukee. His decision will come on Wednesday. Right now, Utah is on a list of five schools per his Twitter that he has narrowed the list down to. BYU, Utah, Nevada, DePaul, and Mexico State. Uh, Lucas is a fun, uh, smaller guard. I think there is a definite need for a player of his caliber on the team right now. I think he just adds another dimension. And they have to replace some of what they've lost in terms of Ryland Jones, Alfonso Plummer, Pella Larson. And and I know that Raleigh Wooster has come through and David Jenkins and uh, Marco Anthony. But I think to really, really have success next year, they need to get somebody who can score and create, and that is Lucas. He's had a lot of success at all the levels that he's played at. Um, it does seem like maybe there's a lean towards DePaul on his end, uh, but maybe there's a last-minute push uh, from Coach Smith and his crew to where he'll end up at the University of Utah. I think the staff is still in the game with Stefan Morris. In fact, if I were to be a guessing man or a betting man. Imagine that if only there are a website or a sponsor like betonline.ag where I could go for these kinds of things. Oh, wait, there is. I would probably put my money on Stefan Morris going to the University of Utah. And that's really a, a massive pickup. If you could get him into John Lucas, I think that's big. That's that That really helps bolster a lot of the positions that you need. Now, if it doesn't happen with Lucas... I don't think that's the end of the world is there are going to be some guys coming back through the portal that aren't going to be able to make it in the NBA draft or, or make it through the combine. Um, I don't know that Stefan Morris to me feels like a little bit of a different angle because he's a super senior. He's an experienced guy coming from a power five conference. He has legitimate skill set and he feels a legitimate need that the university of Utah has. So I'm not entirely sure that he's a guy that you can kind of get over missing. Is there just and here's the other thing. There just aren't a lot of six eight guys that come back from the NBA. Like once you go to the draft and, and some of the European clubs say, Oh yeah, we'll take you if the NBA doesn't, that's six figures right there. And as much as we love to joke about breaking out the bag and things like that, six figures in an, in a European season where you don't have to go to school. That's kind of a nice deal. So I think if you can get Stefan Morris, that's a huge, huge get. I think to John Lucas would be a great get as well. If not, circle the wagons, wait a little bit while longer. We'll see what happens with the portal and some of these kids come back from the NBA draft. And though I already mentioned them in this segment, betonline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the NBA draft. That's another fun thing that they do. They do all sorts of fun prop bets and, and all sorts of 
uh, playoff action right now with the NBA headed that direction. You can bet on baseball. You can probably go throw some money down on whether or not Tony LaRusa will be fired after saying that he wanted to spank one of his players. Boy, I would definitely bet on that if I could. Um, maybe I just want it to happen. I don't know. It's just a really weird thing to say. Uh, if I could go bet on the college football coach most likely to do it, I'd probably put down a lot of money on Will Muschamp, even though he's not even really a head coach right now. I just think it's something that he would say. But you don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. As you, This is your chance to get in the game and go set up an account with betonline.ag. You can do it on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information from either platform. If you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Go there, use the promo code Locked On, get your 50% welcome bonus, bet on the Jazz or whatever, bet bet against the Lakers, whatever mojo it is that you think you need to put out there into the universe, go do it. Let's get it done. Use that 50% welcome bonus to get the odds in our favor, y'all. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping up the show with some men's golf discussion and the University of Utah men's golf team had themselves a pretty successful outing at the NCAA regionals as they were able to lock down a tie for fifth place going into today's final round. If they are able to hold on for that, that should be enough for them to advance to the NCAA championship, which would be absolutely massive. That's a pretty big deal for a team that has had a already pretty big season. Uh, what they'll need to do is is at least finish fifth or higher to be part of that. And then what they can hope for is is that if that is not the case, that they have the high uh, individual and they'll be able to um, have that single individual player advance as well. Uh, currently, Tristan Mender is in third place at six under par. Pretty impressive outing for him. Aziz basically carried the team throughout the tournament here. Javier Barcos tied for 33rd at two over. Mitchell Shaw tied for 38th along with Blake Tomlinson, both at plus four. Jesper Von Rietz bringing it up at plus eight. He is tied for 58th. Uh, not, a, not a bad showing at all for the University of Utah men's golf team and again if they're able to hang on to that fifth place spot now i don't know what the rules are regarding a tie my assumption would be that there is some sort of a playoff maybe it would be highest individual score at which case utah would win because mander is currently ranked third into the tournament leading it currently is archie davies of east tennessee state second is alex fitzpatrick with wake forest the leaderboard right now, East Tennessee State first, San Francisco second, Washington third, Wake Forest fourth, and then Utah and Pepperdine tied there at fifth. Uh, Florida, excuse me, Denver, Florida, Oregon, Arizona, Long Beach State, Mississippi State, and Iowa bringing up the back end. How close is Utah to, to passing up? Well, they're three shots behind Wake Forest. They are two shots ahead of Denver, and they're six shots ahead of Florida, so Anything can happen in today's round, but right now the Utes have the Utes golf team has positioned themselves to really have an exciting opportunity to make that move into the NCAA championship. Uh, again, just a really outstanding season for them continues, and and 
this is I'm kind of just stumbling over my words here because I'm a little bit shocked that they've been able to do this. But uh, shout out to Tristan Mander again for uh, 600 par through two rounds, uh, 68 both times. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Youth Podcast. Thank you for joining me here. Jake will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about conference commissioners, give you some updates on the golf championship, let you know whatever else is going on. We'll give you an update on to John Lucas for sure and let you know whatever else is happening in Uteland. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you, even those who love peanut butter M&Ms. This is a safe space, even even for folks like you. Um, even those of you who like to trust the process when taking care of their lawn care. It's a safe space for all, any and all Utah fans and even some Cougar fans. Yeah, talking about you, Backpack. Thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we love you. We like you. As always, stay well, be well, do well, Utah fans. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. We'll be back again tomorrow with more Locked on Utes.